Hello and welcome back to the Asia Healthcare Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Chan. You can find me on Twitter at jchanpharma. In this episode, we're going to Japan. I love Japan. I love the food there. The people are nice, incredible scenery.、Um, you can go skiing, and Tokyo feels really modernized and just technologically advanced. But today we'll be going to a little bit southwest of Tokyo to an area called Shonan. We'll be talking to the general manager of Shonan Health Innovation Park, a science park created by Takeda Pharmaceuticals. And we'll also be speaking to AI Dynamics, a startup who has joined the park as a member of their community. We'll explore how has the park developed since its opening two years ago, why startups like AI Dynamics have chosen to set up a presence there, and How has the ongoing pandemic impacted science parks, and what the future could look like? Coming up next, right now. Welcome back to the Asia Healthcare Podcast. Today, I'm joined by two distinguished guests, Dr. Toshio Fujimoto from Takeda Pharmaceuticals, who is now、uh, heading up Shonan Health Innovation Park, or I Park for short. And we're also joined by Rajiv Dutt, who is the President, CEO, and co-founder of AI Dynamics. Welcome both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great. So,、um, yeah, it's a pleasure for me to、um, speak to you.、Um, you know, during this time of pandemic, everything seems to be online, but、um, because of technology, we can still have the opportunity to talk about technology and healthcare. And you know, today we、uh, get a chance to talk about. Shonen、uh, I Park, and also explore how、uh, startups like AI Dynamics still have the opportunity to、uh, operate under、uh, difficult conditions. Yeah, so you know, today we can talk about I Park, the benefits of joining a biotech ecosystem, and how Shonen I Park has been able to support startups like AI Dynamics. First, let's get started with maybe a few self introductions. You know, when I think of Japan, I think of the times I visit Tokyo, either for work or vacation, and I remember、uh, the busy streets, the ramen shops that are, are really delicious, and、uh, maybe the cherry blossoms in the in the local parks, and、uh, just makes me want to visit again. But、um, you know, in addition to all this, how,、uh, Japan is、uh, quite well known for. The healthcare and technology sector, and I'm just wondering, you know, maybe we start with Fujimoto-san.、Um, how has your experience been like growing up in Japan and now being a part of healthcare sector、uh, with Takeda? Thank you,、uh, thank you, Jonathan. You know, there are、uh, no travelers at all、uh, in Japan right now, <laughs> but、uh, things are recovering、uh, gradually. And、uh, you know, Japan is a beautiful country, and、uh, especially Shonan. And、Shonan is just beside the beach, like San Diego, and、uh, a beautiful place and many historic, historical I mean,、uh, buildings, uh, temples, uh, shrines, uh, many things、uh, to see. So anyway, the, we started Shonan Night Park two years ago, 2018、uh, April, and it was a prior、uh, Takeda Research Center, a big, big research center. It's a、uh, kind of space is like a, a two million、uh, square feet. Yeah, so big.、Uh, previously, it was only a, a research center for Takeda,、uh, but two years ago we changed to an open innovation center. So currently, many companies are gathering uh, there, uh, from startups to to big pharmaceutical companies and other life science companies and AI companies like Ajibs, and、uh, we are working together and、uh, exchanging ideas.、Uh, researchers are gathering. 
wow, some music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that through events, uh, uh, pitch events, and also that one-on-one sessions. So through many uh, things that uh, they are exchanging ideas. And, uh, you know, sometimes that uh, it leads to collaborations, uh, collaboration uh, projects. So that we changed to such a uh, kind of the uh, open innovation space uh, two years ago and uh, are working together right now. Hmm. Okay, maybe Rajiv, you can introduce um, AI Dynamics. Yeah, so uh, AI Dynamics, uh, we were founded uh, about uh, five years ago, um, based out of uh, Bellevue, Washington's close to Seattle. Our primary, our, our function at that time, I mean, our goal is to make AI very simple. So um, at that time, our focus was largely, uh, our market was targeted with largely with the U.S., and we were mostly, um, we were pretty much an R&D company for uh, the first five years of our life. And the last year, or pretty much since uh, 2020, we chose the perfect years to start commercializing. Um, we, we decided to, uh, our focus uh, has become Japan. And uh, one of the reasons why Japan is uh, becoming sort of the center of our operations uh, it is for two reasons. One is uh, Industry 4.0. So Asia is home to about 38% of the world's manufacturing capacity. And second is biotech. And biotech is very quickly becoming one of the centers of our core business. And uh, as a result of that, um, we have presence there. So it is actually one of the first countries uh, where our first subsidiary outside of uh, the U.S. is in Japan. Um, We are rapidly uh, growing there. And, of course, one of our offices is in iPark. And iPark has been a very uh, critical part of our overall strategy in terms of building out um, Japan. So we uh, later this year, we're probably we will be putting stationing about two uh, full time researchers at iPark, who are also involved with uh, in, in the AI bioinformatics space. My own background, um, I've been working in the AI space since about the age of 13. Um, actually, I wrote my first game, which uh, included AI around that time. But uh, I've been, more formally, uh, I've, I started to work, had my first company uh, based out of the UK uh, when I was uh, in my early 20s. And I, but I've been working in the AI space for a long time in companies like Hewlett Packard, Microsoft, and Intel, and BBC Worldwide as well. My passion for AI goes very, very deep. So I, I believe it's it's a transformational technology, especially in the biomedical and biotechnology spaces. Mm, yeah, that sounds fantastic. And um, yeah, we'd love to get to know more about actually the types of companies that uh, Shonen and iPark, you know, help to build up, um, including AI companies as well. But yeah, just going back um, to the park itself, uh, as I'm not completely familiar with the, the, the geography of uh, the park, but uh, it seems like it's quite close to Tokyo, just south of Tokyo. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, it's lo- its location is the south of Tokyo and uh, like uh, 30, 40 uh, minutes from, from uh, by train, yeah. like uh, uh, 30, 40 kilometer, I think, uh, from the center of Tokyo. Okay. So is it very yeah. common for businesses to have a base in Tokyo and then they, they travel to iPark or also their oh. offices in iPark as well? So that, uh, you know, researchers are living in like Tokyo or Yokohama and uh, commute to, to iPark. And, uh, uh, some of them are living uh, just close by because that Shonan is the I mean, best place, beautiful place to, to live. 
mm. so that they are happy to, to live there rather than, you know, living in a very busy center of the city. <laughs> yes, and probably <laughs> Tokyo is quite expensive place to live as well. <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> so I forgot to mention that, you know, we have like a 70 companies right now uh, in-house. Yeah, from uh, small startups to big pharmaceuticals, as I said, and also that we started membership uh, for companies who do not uh, kind of need offices in IPOC, but still uh, would like to, to join our community. Uh, such a kind of membership companies, uh, we have like a 27 right now. Yeah, so that many uh, companies are gathering. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a bit about the iPark itself. What is the, the mission of the park? I know you mentioned you want to foster a um, open, uh, innovative kind of environment. So um, can you talk a yeah. bit about the idea behind that and the goal? Yeah, yeah. thank you very much. Our goal is to uh, nurture entrepreneurship and uh, you know enhance the exchange of ideas between researchers and connect that ideas to, to patients. So that's, that's our kind of vision and, and mission. I mean, uh, we are the platform to enable that. Mm, yeah. I see. So that uh, uniqueness is that we are uh, taking an, a mixed approach. Like uh, normally, this kind of the facility uh, for incubation is just focusing on incubation and just focusing on small startups. And, uh, you know, startups can join, but after two years, they need to leave. But we, our building is big enough and our mission is different. Our mission is more like uh, recruiting many uh, companies, I mean, variety of companies, and uh, enhancing exchanges and partnerships so that uh, our tenant portfolio is uh, quite uh, uh, huge. 30, 40 uh, startups company, and uh, from small to, to middle, late stage, and also that large pharmaceutical companies we have, in addition to Takeda, Tanabe Mitsubishi is another big uh, pharmaceutical companies, and a couple of others uh, we have as well. And also that in addition, uh, IT companies like IBM or device company or like uh, Panasonic Healthcare or Siemens Healthcare uh, we have as well. So that you know, we are not just focusing on one sector, but rather broadening its uh, sectors to uh, you know life science. So that's our target. Mm, I see. Yeah. So actually, from the um, recent bio digital talk that I I tuned in uh, last month, you know, I, I was I was very interested in the topic, and I saw that one of the slides you shared was that um, you know around the world there may be around twenty successful cases of ecosystem, and uh, Shonen I Park is one of the, the the first ecosystems in in Asia. So. Uh, one question I wanted to ask was, as you shared, it's, it's uh, the park is quite new itself, about two years. Were there any challenges you faced in the beginning to kind of build the community uh, from ground up? There were and uh, there are many challenges <laughs> to build a successful ecosystem. You know, normally uh, we investigated many other science parks to make iPark su successful, you know, research for benchmarks. And uh, every uh, science park has different history, but the uh, kind of successful kind of status uh, is the same. Like they all have talents, technologies, and money. But in, in Japan, uh, we have many, many quality researchers, especially basic sciences. But uh, it doesn't connect to, you know, risk money 
and uh, uh, also that uh, you know we have no place to to exchange you know these parts elements. So that there are many, uh, as you said, there are many ecosystems, hotspots uh, around the world where that there are uh, three components uh, gathering together: uh, talent, technology, and money. But in Japan, even in Tokyo, these components are not mixed together. So that's why we uh, decided to change this research park for Takeda uh, for everybody to gather these three components uh, together in Shona. I see. And Rajiv, I know we mentioned before we start recording that you are uh, right now in Germany. So uh-huh. I was just wondering what the process was when you are engaging with Shonan about starting a uh, subsidiary um, whilst you're, um, you know, abroad. And maybe you can share that experience and how you came to determine. Oh, maybe it's a it's a it's a great place to to start a a base. Well, I think the um, so I discovered the Shonen actually uh, some time ago. It was uh, I think almost a year over a year ago, and it was uh, we were I, we attended a similar common event. At, I think it was a, a, Del- a Deloitte event, and uh, kind of piqued my interest. I was um, I've been uh, in obviously I've been uh, moved, like working in Japan quite a bit, so I it's almost become sort of my second home. Um, I used to travel, right now of course travel is restricted, but I used to travel to Japan maybe once every six weeks or so. And so uh, uh, it was for me uh, a place that I very commonly went there. And of course, like uh, Shonen Eye Park uh, is, a, is a very obvious place to kind of build up a biotechnology base. And so I think hopefully in, in, the, in the near future, we're going to be seeing a change uh, in a little bit in the, in the world and that we can actually start leveraging this more actively again. But I think what's really great is that um, iPark is also developing a virtual presence, which I think is really great. It's kind of like builds up a global um, connection. Um, so we feel even though I'm sitting in Germany, I'm still able to kind of connect in and sort of hear about um, what's going on there um, and also participate in events that iPark is holding. So it's, it's, uh, it's still, it works out quite nicely. Um, but the iPark community and, and for a company like ours, uh, where we critically depend on connections and networking, uh, it's, it's a great, it's a great opportunity for us. Um, I can't recommend it enough, uh, to, um, startups. And, um, one of the interesting things is I think that we were, I believe that we were the first non-Japanese, uh, startup in iPark, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so as a result, it's, it's been kind of, it, for us, it's like an obvious place to be. And, uh, Fujisawa is also quite a, quite a nice little place. It's actually not too far from the beach. <laughs> so. Great. Okay. So, um, I also wanted to talk about, uh, maybe the benefits of being part of, um, the biotech ecosystem. I know we alluded to, uh, some of the needs and services that the iPark can provide startups, uh, and different types of companies, but maybe we can talk about, um, you know, especially now, you know, during this difficult time, how has the park been able to support its members? Uh, sure. We have a couple research support or connection support. Like uh, once that the company can join uh, iPark, then that uh, science mentors uh, can support uh, research in Japan. You know, voluntary members at iPark, uh, sometimes it's uh, uh, companies joining iPark. The researchers uh, of the companies that are joining IPAC will support the initial uh, connections to, to join the communities. So in such a way, 
the uh, joining companies can easily uh, kind of find a way uh, how to, to make other connections, expand the connections in, in Japan uh, from research purposes, uh, for uh, clinical development purposes, for marketing purposes. You know, uh, they uh, you know they need guide to have uh, a good footprints in, in Japan, expand their footprint in Japan. So that uh, from that perspective, the IPAC is a, a you know good gateway to have an initial uh, footprint. So that's uh, one uh, benefit. And also recently, uh, we uh, started a virtual uh, platform as well. So since February, March, the, all the on-site events uh, we could not do. I mean, we canceled all uh, previously, like uh, two, three times a week. Uh, with uh, events to, to interact each other, I mean, researchers to interact each other. But uh, since March, we uh, canceled all and uh, changed to uh, virtual uh, online uh, events. And currently, like uh, twice a week, uh, we, uh, you know, uh, do such an event uh, online, lectures, and the uh, challenges that uh, interactions, you know, unilateral communication is okay, I mean, like lectures. But the chatting, multi-channel uh, chatting, <laughs> is quite challenging online, as you know. Yeah, but uh, we are taking a kind of mixed approach or hybrid approach. You know, do it online, and uh, afterwards that we facilitate uh, one-on-one interactions, uh, sometimes face-to-face. So in that way, uh, we uh, catalyze uh, the interaction and partnership uh, between uh, talent companies. And from August, uh, we are planning to launch a new uh, virtual kind of matching platform so that uh, using such platform, the uh, joining companies can search the tenant companies, other tenant companies, and uh, schedule the meeting with them 24-7. So such a virtual kind of matching platform uh, we are about to launch right now. Okay, great. Actually, going back to um, the membership part, I forgot to ask, is there a uh, kind of process for the park to determine whether this company is suitable for the iPark or this company is not? Are there any like requirements? Um, I'm thinking maybe this company needs to have a innovative uh, prototype of some sort. Or um, Can you maybe talk about um, the threshold? Sure, sure. Uh, thank you for asking that question. Uh, one uh, only one criteria: the company needs to have something to contribute to the community. So then we are not accepting companies just to advertise their products, uh-huh. but rather give give us something to contribute to to other companies. So knowledge, network, yeah, something. As you said, that innovative prototypes uh, is one thing, but also that their knowledge and their network are important. So that the, the membership is for companies, not only uh, to, to advertise their product, but rather creating something together is the main purpose. Mm, I see. And Rajiv, for you, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about what AI Dynamics does, but, um, you know, from the time that Shonen iPark has uh, partnered with uh, AI Dynamics, what kind of things have you been able to work on or develop to 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 kind of expand uh, the AI dynamics presence in, in Asia? Um, so our core, uh, so one of the things that, um, and I think that uh, IPARC was effectively a catalyst for this as well, was our pivot into the biotech, bioinformatics space. 
Uh, prior to this, our primary focus was Industry 4.0, but uh, clearly with um, with iPark and now, of course, we have a few other companies um, that are we're kind of bringing on in, in the some other. So we're bringing on some number of other biotech companies in this space. One of our core technologies has been in the ability to, for example, synthesize RNA, DNA, work with um, proteomics, genomics. Uh, a lot of those core aspects have been added to our repertoire. Prior to this, we were already in the healthcare space um, a little bit. So, for example, we've done work with Stanford University on working on some of their papers. So two papers were published based on our platform. So we've been heavily involved in the imaging side. And we're continuing that side, that track. But also, uh, one of the things that Japan has done and what we have kind of pivoted towards is also in the bioinformatics space, which includes things like proteomics, genomics, and working with uh, kind of biomolecular uh, technologies and developments. So one of the things that our platform is capable of doing now is actually working with everything from a discovery, like drug discovery uh, as one area or identifying whether, um, like being able to run AI projects to discover, for example, characteristics of RNA sequences and things like that. So um, we're able to now uh, work in this space, and I think for a great part, uh, iPark has been a catalyst for this, um, and, and we're continuing to expand, of course. Uh, so one of our big areas now, so uh, just the iPark area, we're kind of beginning to look at um, some companies in the Osaka area, where, of course, there's a huge biotechnology center. So it's another kind of a, a grouping of a number of biotechnology companies are in that overall region. Yeah, it does sound like um, AI and machine learning, these, these types of Technologies have a lot of applications uh, across yes. ac- across the sector, and I'm just wondering, um, you know, uh, as you mentioned in August, the launching of the virtual meeting platform. Can you talk a little bit about how the platform helps match companies or businesses that may have uh, potential to partner or collaborate and bring their uh, ideas together? Thank you very much. So that uh, the system is similar to uh, which uh, Bio uh, is using. You know, the platform is uh, to to provide kind of the uh, virtual space to search for uh, companies. Like uh, we had many requests from the tenant companies and members that they uh, would like to know other companies more in detail. What technology they have, what kind of collaboration that they are, uh, they would like to, to have. So such kind of information uh, would be uh, included in in the system, and then that they can uh, look for the appropriate companies, partners, potential partners in the system, and uh, make a schedule uh, for meeting on the platform. So that's the platform we are now creating. Mm, I see, and I guess one of the aspects of you know startups and 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 business is the the financing side. So I'm wondering if the private sector aspect is also part of your ecosystem, where uh, maybe uh, venture capitalist firms or investment funds can come mm-hmm. and explore the ecosystem and maybe partner with these startups. Yes, that's uh, another kind of challenge uh, to create a successful ecosystem in Japan. You know, uh, currently the market for venture capital, I mean, risk investment, is the size is only 3% of the, that of the U.S. So mm-hmm. that in U.S. currently 20 billion dollars annually, but in Japan it's like 0.3, 0.6 or 0.7 billion dollars annually. So that's the size. And also that number of venture capital firms are quite small as well. So in IPAC, at IPAC, currently only one uh, venture capital is having an office here. 
So how can we increase that and also not limit it to Japan, but expand it globally and also create the sizable venture capital market in Japan and take a lead to a risky investment in Japan in biotech? So that, that's a challenge, but we need to take some step so that we decided just recently to create a venture capital community, specialized venture capital community at IPOC. So the idea is that uh, let's have a kind of the let's try to create a pre-competitive space for venture capital firms. Try to to increase the capability together and uh, uh, raise the capability, nurture capability. How to uh, invest to the right kind of the venture venture firm? I mean, bio venture firm. So such a capability building is the kind of the purpose of the venture capital community. We just uh, uh, started recruitment for venture capital firm to join that. And uh, within this month, uh, we are planning to start that. Mm, I see. And Rajiv, going back to actually something I, I heard during the bio-digital panel discussion, you mentioned that um, you know your company has progressed quite nicely and that there, there were actually you know, plans for maybe take AI dynamics to IPO or uh, you, you also mentioned there are some suitors for M&A. So could you talk a bit about the, the I guess, the financing side of your business right now and uh, maybe even uh, public interest? And what's the current situation like, uh, you know, in, in regards to COVID and um, how that kind of uh, threw, threw off a lot of people's plans? Well, I, so um, COVID, I think one of the most direct consequences of COVID was uh, that we did back out from the IPO um, simply because uh, we were uh, in, I mean, the markets have just been very unstable and very uh, uh, unpredictable in terms of where things are going. So we're looking for a period where market volatility drops before we start to think about it again. Um, in the meantime, we are looking at private uh, investors, and um, so we're there are a number of uh, fairly big VC names that we are currently courting, and that they are courting us in some cases, um, and we're in the process of having conversations with that. Um, in terms of uh, an M&A, there are actually three companies that are currently interested in us. I think we're going to be holding off for a while, um, simply because of the fact that um, we believe that our mission is not yet complete uh, in the sense that we would like to actually enter into like have a, have a deeper presence, especially in the biotech space, before we start to think about any sort of an exit. Um, but uh, we are still looking at the IPO side is still on the horizon. In terms of fundraising, I think uh, um, one of the challenges of COVID has been that a lot of VCs um, have um, are, are sort of uh, becoming entrenched in their own uh, portfolio of companies, so companies that they have invested in previously, they're recapitalizing on those. And a number of family offices are, because they're tied in with the parent companies, um, they're oftentimes um, uh, not really willing to move forward. A lot of CVCs, same thing. Uh, the CVCs are also kind of uh, a little bit, uh, they're reserving their cash to some extent. But surprisingly, there are still quite a number of significant funding deals being announced and um, we hope that we're going to be one very soon as well. <laughs> so. Mm, that's good to hear. Actually, I was just like wondering how, you know, because everything is online, um, you know, under normal circumstances, you would meet these investors maybe face to face. And now, uh, you know, is it, has it been um, kind of challenging doing meetings online and uh, not being able oh, to yeah. like shake someone's hand or make direct eye contact? <laughs> 
Well, I think it's been a, it's it's a double-edged sword. Um, so on one hand, it is it is more challenging to actually meet, and and to some extent, um, the conversations are oftentimes more productive when you're face to face with somebody actually sitting with them in the in this in the same room. Uh, you can see their expressions, you can see if they're bored, if they're interested, um, so you can react that way. Um, to some extent, video conferencing helps, um, but at the same time, video conferencing. Um, I mean, just looking at the way people dress in, in video conferencing conferencing mode it's like people are just a lot more casual so it's hard to say what kind of impact that has because maybe if people are more relaxed because they're working from home it's um, at the same time maybe it's more uh, it's a little bit makes discussions easier Um, but I think that the other side of it is that um, one of the interesting results of this is that uh, right now I'm sitting in Germany I'm obviously having a conversation with people uh, in, in Asia it's opened the door uh, quite a bit in terms of the number of companies I reach out. So typically my day starter start pretty early. And so during the uh, mornings, I'm primarily working with um, uh, some of our Asian partners. And I can also work with some, some uh, VCs and uh, private equity companies in, in Japan and uh, South Korea. And in the afternoon and evenings, I'm more mostly focused on North America and some of the North American VCs. So my days are longer, but uh, the irony of this is that it's actually I'm finding it's to some extent a little bit easier because I like I, I can have I, I can squeeze several more VC meetings or private equity meetings in a day than than before. Yeah, that, I can totally relate to that. It it feels like work and home life kind of merge together right now so sometimes you work longer hours <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, was, I was actually having a meeting with a vc the other day and uh, it's like uh the person's uh son just ran into the room <laughs> like halfway through the meeting. so yeah it's, it, it kind of changes the atmosphere a little bit makes it a little bit more relaxing and kind of more holy mm, okay so, uh, Fujimoto-san, so, uh, you know, on that note, what's the situation like in Japan and when do you think Rajiv can come to uh, the iPark uh, physically? <laughs> and even for me, um, you know, when do you think I can uh, visit uh, Japan again? I think the government is now starting to, to uh, think about the conditions to, to accept travelers to Japan and from Japan, I think. And, uh, you know, among uh, limited countries, I think they will start very soon uh, to, to open the door from that perspective. So IPAC-wise, uh, even during the uh, last uh, couple of months, the lab, uh, wet lab, never stopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, companies can never stop uh, research activities so that uh, big companies can uh, limit their activities, but, uh, you know, uh, small startups, uh, ventures uh, could not uh, stop their research. So in total, like a 30 to 40 percent of the IPAC operation have continues to be I mean, operating uh, in the last uh, couple of months, and it's gradually uh, re-expanding. Uh, I mean, resuming uh, their operations. So that uh, you know, my conclusion is that research never stops, and uh, companies will never stop R&D activities. That's the core uh, of the uh, innovation companies. So that. We see some companies are moving away from the center of the city or co-working from the co-working spaces. But once, uh, you know, talking about the um, research activity itself with lab, then that they will never go away. 
so that I'm very confident that IPOC still uh, have a solid uh, physical kind of the uh, space here, attractive physical space here to attract companies like uh, Lajib's company. And also that uh, with the virtual opportunity, uh, we can expand that platform more, regardless of the distance. We can expand our community uh, more globally, I think. It's an opportunity for us. Mm, okay. And on that note, um, how can people find out more about um, iPark? For someone who is listening or watching right now, thinking, oh, maybe I should tell my company we should start uh, an office in iPark. How, how can they contact you or the, the park? Yeah, please visit our website and uh, see our YouTube and also, we have uh, many other SNS platforms like Twitters and uh, you know LinkedIn. So that please visit our sites, and uh, we have some contact information. Okay, great. And now, pulling uh, to uh, AI dynamics, if there are any uh, VCs listening or uh, potential uh, investors, <laughs> how can they find out more about AI dynamics? Uh, yeah, um, basically the best way uh, would be to either visit our website, um, so aidynamics.com, or uh, they can contact me directly. So uh, my email address is rajiv at aidynamics.com, so it's it's easy to get in touch with me. Um, and uh, so that's probably the best way to to kind of to work with us. But it's it's very easy to just get to our website and contact us. Okay, fantastic. So I'll make sure to include the links to uh, your websites and, and email and contact information in the podcast notes. Um, That's great. Okay, well, thank thank, you. thanks very much for joining me today. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in this week. Before we sign off, one of the things that we talked about uh, after we turned off our recording was how this pandemic could change the future outlook of physical space and that obviously impacts science parks uh, maybe people realize they don't need as much physical space in the future for offices and that remote working may be more of a permanent trend in the future and one of the things that uh, Rajiv mentioned was how even though the future could look a little bit different it would still be part of a community like science parks because community is very important as Fujimoto-san said science never stops research never stops so I think innovation parks will stick around and you know through these scientific and research communities that we build together there will be more and more innovation and collaboration in the future so that's it for this week and thank you for tuning in uh, please continue to support the podcast by reading, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with your colleagues and friends and family. See you in the next one. <laughs>